0: To sales and marketing Friday talks, where we share insights, best practices, and anecdotes from technology companies. Join us live on LinkedIn or subscribe to our podcast. And now to the new episode. Hey, good Friday, and um, as usually, every second Friday, me Andrei Sychenko and my fellow uh, business partner Roland Swazolich, uh, we are having a discussion about uh, sales and marketing topics from the B2B uh, world. And uh, this time uh, we are just two together in, in, in our conversation, no guests, uh, but nevertheless, uh, topic is quite an exciting and uh, I think quite um, quite interesting for many of us. So how then have the behavior of customers changed and uh, what should we do maybe differently into, 2024 and that's uh, the topic we decided to cover today and uh, why so because uh, lately by going through some of the strategy planning and some our own researches we found out that uh, there are quite a lot of interesting insights uh, to be shared what we can also discuss today in terms of what has impacted uh, our buyers especially in the technology world. And how that uh, all changes in the society as such uh, impacting the way how people are making decisions. And uh, for us as marketeers and uh, salespeople, business development uh, people, I think it's uh, very important to understand all these trends and all these uh, changes so that we can adapt quickly. Uh, Let's start the conversation. uh, Roland, Uh, could you please then maybe... Introduce, what, what are these key changes and what actually drive these, uh, these changes in the behavior?
1: Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, but uh, first, I want to also to give a bit of uh, perspective why we are actually talking about buyers behavior and why it is so foundational part mm-hmm. of uh, today's marketing and sales. And the thing is that, you know, really you cannot, uh, cannot uh, make uh, buyers behave the way you want, or you cannot push on them things. You cannot do hard sales. Basically, the best you can do is try to understand how buyers behave, how they make decisions, mm-hmm. and then you can adjust your marketing, your your, your sales approach, and uh, and so on. So, <laughs> in one word, I would say that uh, you know knowing buyers' behavior is foundations to be successful with marketing and sales. And uh, if we talk about buyers' behavior or or what uh, what has been changing in let's say recent years i would say that uh, probably today in some sense we live in an age of rather broad distrust right and mm-hmm. this uh, distrust i think is spanning uh, all across societies and in some countries we see it uh, uh, more in some in some less but uh, basically if we look at uh, a trust into Let's say media or trust into politicians mm-hmm. or or vendors or salespeople. Actually, it's going down, and it's going down uh, quite, uh, quite a bit. Like I was, I was looking up data, yeah. just trying to understand what's going on with uh, with trust. And and one thing that is very clear that, in let's say in United States, there's a there's a big problem with trust and with polarization, of uh, society. But uh, I would say that also in 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 other countries. And uh, trust, as we have been, you know Andres with you discussing uh, many times before that, it's a like necessary prerequisite how you can actually actually sell. Absolutely. Software, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that uh, trust is much, much more important, perhaps some two, three times more important than, let's say uh, price or sometimes even product features, right. So we live in uh, conditions uh, with uh, declining trust, and uh, now if you look more specifically, what are some indicators of that? So uh, then we see over over many previous years that uh, buyers are willing to do more and more of their own research. They want to make up their own mind, and uh, and like some 20 years ago when we started, you know, our careers in technology industry, there was. You know like a, like a big goal for you as a, as a salesperson was to become a trusted advisor and how such a, you know trusted relationships with your with your buyers and today it seems that it's less and less possible because buyers are doing their own uh, own research they are uh, you know accessing content reading reports and also increasingly mm-hmm. they are talking with their colleagues with their peers and uh, and so on
0: yeah, what I maybe just wanted to provoking in terms of uh, the the this conversation. Um, do don't you believe that also partially us as uh, marketeers in a way are responsible for this distrust? Because I I'm reflecting now back and uh, I remember, you know, this practice of uh, acquiring customer data, like you know, giving them chance to register for something and then what happened uh, in most of cases then uh, those contacts were you know passed to the sales and then then, then the, there is a guy or a girl who just pick up the phone and start calling and start to, uh, trying to sell something and I think we all learned uh, that it's not the best way of doing this because uh, obviously there is uh, different kind of stages of this uh, buyer journey, as we call it nowadays, where people are, uh, and uh, not necessarily they always are willing and, and ready to have a, con- a sales conversation. So, And I think uh, that our own kind of way of acting on, on, on those customers who initially trusted us by providing their contact information uh, causing also this distrust, what is growing nowadays? What do you think?
1: Yes, I'm 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 quite certain about that. Uh, and uh, like one evidence is just take a look at your mailbox in the morning. How many of actually spam or what is called in <laughs> in more uh, let's say marketable mm-hmm. name? How many direct outreach emails uh, you have there? How little relevance it has. And I think uh, indeed uh, you are you are right that. Uh, Marketing and sales have done quite a bit of abuse of uh, customer trust and they st- still continue doing that, they are uh, mishandling customer data, they are passing uh, customer data or selling actually customer data to third parties, they are producing mm-hmm. very often like uh, poorly <laughs> poorly hidden propaganda, let's say, reports about some service or something. And when you pay more attention and you want to understand how this survey was done, who was interviewed, and so on, you cannot find this data. So uh, yes, I think uh, that that is indeed the case. And you know, there was uh, one piece of data which uh, really shocked me uh, recently. And uh, and look, it was uh, Gartner's research which found out that if a salesperson has been participating in purchase process. And has been influencing uh, sales process, <laughs> then uh, actually uh, more buyers had regret about the purchase than uh, than in cases when they were mm-hmm. self-navigating the purchase process. Yes. So uh, and and I was a bit shocked about that because it indeed I think it uh, it just shows to what extent um, sales persons are trained to push through the sales, close the sales. Uh, to what extent they are incentivized for this, let's say, uh, short term results, and actually, if we look at numbers, so uh, Gartner's uh, uh, Gartner says that buyers say that only 24%, so basically one fourth of, uh, yes. of sales rep-led purchases uh, later were recognized by buyers as a high quality deal, basically as a good deal, uh, versus uh, 65% if uh, buyers were basically self navigating educating themselves learning etc etc right and i think uh, this also illustrates why uh, why buyers are so inclined to do their own research probably some of them mm-hmm. i mean most of them are not make, making making uh, the first purchase in their life and uh, i would imagine that many of them have had uh, poor experience uh, with uh, you know with the results uh, uh from you know too much yeah and to salesperson right
0: absolutely i, I think uh, this short-term uh, thinking which is understandable on one hand every organization is responsible for delivering revenue this month uh this quarter and, and so on and so forth right we probably cannot change it fundamentally but uh, what we also see that uh, the customers are not willing uh, to behave this way right and uh, um, what what is also I think uh, important to recognize that uh, this variety of different information sources, what is nowadays available, different tools uh, available on the fingertips of, of our customers so that they basically can really do on their own almost entire research and entire kind of decision making process while as you mentioned like 20 years ago when we started our careers there was nothing like that so it was there was obviously an internet but uh, it was very still basic uh, information what you could find nowadays uh, it's so quickly so basically you go to the search uh, engine or you go to do now different services which are ai powered and uh, you can immediately gather a lot of information but i think Another aspect to look at it is that the customers themselves, they they became much more uh, active in the digital environment, if you like. So by forming different formal and in, informal groups, uh, professional communities, and, and, and things like that, where they gather information firsthand from people they can trust. What yes, do you think?
1: Yeah, that we see uh, that we see all the all the time, and actually, like uh, this is something that both uh, research confirms that uh, uh, that uh, actually uh, buyers uh, do not trust uh, vendors and vendor salespeople. But they al- but they also say they don't trust, let's say, social media influ- influencers or news media, um, and so on. But uh, also, you know, like first-hand insights that uh, that we get when we do customer interviews. Like, uh, very often uh, you hear when you when you're asking, "What was your decision process, or why did you turn exactly to this company?" Very mm-hmm. often, what they say is that uh, actually they have either heard about this company before, or they have participated in some kind of uh, activities related to it, uh, uh, or. Or actually, they were uh, they, they were recommended by their by their peers and colleagues, and uh, mm-hmm. to me it seems. And again, this is something that is um, also collaborated by by research: is that importance of uh, those peer networks and informal or formal communities is actually increasing because people trust people because people are more likely to trust their peers; they're they're more <laughs> more likely to trust. Uh, <laughs> Trust uh, people in communities, also online communities, than uh, than vendors or, or some kind of uh, of you know uh, vendor-created content.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, also what uh, with all the old digital channels now being exposed and easily available is that the the access to the expertise is uh, became very very simple so you can easily get uh, you know gartner report or mckinsey like these big names but also you know very niche uh, kind of um, experts are uh, available digitally nowadays and you can get uh, you know Different uh, useful information from universities, from professional associations and, uh, and things like that. Depends on what, what your business is and uh, what type of the problem you are trying to solve. And that actually confirmed by many people I talked to uh, as part of the customer interviews. Uh, one of the first things what they mentioned in terms of where do they source information is that uh, exactly that. So they, they turn to education they turn to uh, those associations and so on and so on. Uh, Of course, we all tend to think that LinkedIn is kind of the main platform and the major platform where the professional people uh, kind of uh, communicate and share information. That's uh, to a large extent is true. However, we also, from my at least personal experience, uh, face situations where not necessarily all industries or all professions uh, equally represented uh, on the linkedin in terms of active uh, participants and active uh, kind of um, users if you like so I think- what what do you think what does does it uh, mean in terms of this marketing uh, kind of activities, in terms of how shall we uh, think of uh, building uh, this trust?
1: Yes, I think, well, uh, I think, uh, first of all, you have to consider always that uh, before you get to conversation or before you are considered at all, increasingly you need to build certain trust, certain reputation and certain awareness. And actually, uh, one more piece of research which we, which we identified in, uh, in, in previous days, Actually, tell that uh, buyers almost always buy from suppliers that they know when they start purchase process. So for new companies, very very difficult to hijack the purchase process, right? And and therefore mm-hmm. it means that uh, companies really need to reevaluate their marketing investments and they need to think how can they build awareness, how can how can they make sure that their company is is, is known, and how can they uh, actually build Build uh, build trust. How how can they be known as as somebody that uh, can be trusted? And uh, again, if we look at uh, what what trust is, uh, this is also quite uh, quite well researched uh, research topic. And actually, uh, trust uh, consists basically of, of some six uh, six criteria. And let me. Let me here give them yes list. so so first uh, first uh, thing uh, related to to trust and the most important is reliability and what reliability means Reli- reliability means that your words or your promise promises uh, match your actions right so you consistently deliver what you what you uh, what you promise so that your customer service is high uh, product quality is high and so on so that's like the most important. This uh, thing yeah. second is competency. So here, critical. What 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 are critical components? Actually, first of all, a bit unexpectedly is actually be proactive and actually listen to customer. Right? Turns out that listening, understanding customer is a sign. Sounds of like a basic
0: basic thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, everything is basic thing. The tricky thing is yeah. to be disciplined about it. Right. A second thing is educate inspire challenge the customer to 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 change right uh, this shows the importance of of actually being a thought leader uh, producing content coming speaking to community speaking on on stages and so on
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, understanding of customer industry right quite quite obviously uh, third place is integrity right and here critical things are what be authentic right authenticity Mm-hmm. and uh, and stick to your principles stick to your uh, values and here again we we i think here it's important from marketing perspective to always remember that it's better to be authentic r- rather than be very polished and perfect so uh, do not uh, hesitate to put your technical people on stage even if they are less less than perfect or less than polished they will have passion they will have authenticity yeah. they will be very very credible
0: yeah, just uh, you know what uh, popped up in my mind uh, that uh, now you mentioned about this uh, authenticity and uh, being polished. And we see now that this is exactly the trend that everyone becomes so perfect with the help okay. of Chat GPT or, or our other AI tools that they start to speak suddenly like a perfect English language. Uh, they, they, I don't know, uh, have like very perfectly structured content, uh, but then at some point of time what you realize and i believe that the same uh, is, is on the customer side that all becomes very very the same so there is very little difference what you can sense why this company is different from another company and uh, I, I think that's one important uh, kind of thing to 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 see how you can still by leveraging ai but be different that's that's one uh, and secondly, what you rightly mentioned, I think, uh, and and this is still uh, hugely underestimated and underused, this internal resource of technical people or of experts. And I I know that uh, you know not all people are born to be uh, you know extrovert and speaking on public and so on and so forth. But it's not about that. I think uh, even introvert people they can be highly kind of useful in that sense that they can produce really in-depth content what uh, can build this trust but not necessarily they need to deliver that on stage or somehow publicly so i think the role of the marketing is really to find the approach to those uh, internal resources and find a way how you can leverage them in the best possible way so, by build, for building this uh, trust, what you just mentioned, because it's just such a such a great uh, uh, potential over there, I believe.
1: Yes, uh, totally, totally, and uh, yeah. If we continue on this list of six items, so we were discussing uh, integ- integrity, and on integrity, important part is to be uh, transparent, and also making sure that customers understand what exactly they are getting. So do not include some kind of you know malicious small print conditions in contracts or or, or use of terms uh, fourth thing is purpose so and here is uh, here is very important to be driven by something which is not profit right so so have some mm-hmm. some mission to help uh, help technology companies grow uh, help uh, help local businesses export and so on so so that's very important to build trust because you feel that okay these guys are not there for money only right um, fifth is uh, reputation right and it's interesting that how you how you build reputation like one way to bring uh, to build reputation is is basically bring new insights bring new ideas research and trends so again being being seen a bit of a, of a, of, a, of a thought leader uh, right and uh, and also for reputation is important third parties so what experts tell about you, what what uh, what influencers tell about you, what rev, uh, reviews, referrals you have and so on. And sixth uh, component is, Andre. can you guess what is sixth?
0: You I don't have options.
1: Right. <laughs> well, because I'm
0: a bit, and now listening to this uh, five, what you mentioned, I'm thinking about them and uh, I try to apply that also to... You know into practical terms but that is something we can discuss afterwards tell me what is the sixth
1: yeah number six is security actually this again relates to trust oh, yeah. we talked, yeah. e- uh, talk, talked earlier how you know buyers have been abused by by marketing and uh, and sales industry over over last few years right so in terms of security what is important it's, it's, it's data protection right and proper handling of customer mm-hmm. data and this is increasingly increasingly problematic because uh, people are uh, have experience, which makes them to be less and less open to share their personal data, right? And and very often I would say marketers would be well advised not to ask re- register for I don't know case study or something. Just just g- give people your your materials, right? And uh, in terms of security, other things that uh, that uh, relates to it, uh, make sure that that uh, identities of let's say contract signers are clear uh, and so on. So these are components of trust and basically if we look at trust trust is something that is not like some kind of abstract idea, these are quite uh, specific, quite concrete things that companies need to think about and that they need to think about okay, how can I how can I signal to the world that I am trustworthy? How can I uh, how can I signal about my purpose, how can I signal about my integrity, about mm-hmm. security? And so on and that is i think entirely doable and that that i would say is something that companies need to need to think of how to how to build trust how to uh, how to demonstrate trust um, and so on yeah
0: what is the what you mentioned uh, like one of these uh, six points you mentioned <laughs> and before that also you mentioned uh, about the. Uh, Another study uh, that shows that people buying from brands they know or from companies they know largely, right? That made me think that we typically in B2B, we somehow not to really pay enough attention to the branding and stuff like that, because it seems like, hey, branding... It's it's a waste of money. You 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 need to yeah, deliver that's, that's for, pipeline. You not need... for
1: Adidas or Nike, right? That's yeah, 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 for us
0: Coca Cola or something like that. These these are the consumer brands. But I think that is exactly what is happening nowadays. That this shift, uh, because every single you know decision maker in the B two B is also a consumer, right? And that is what they want to have in this experience. And they 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 also are looking for like some brand they can trust uh, in the b2b when they deciding whom they want to partner with uh, for certain project or something like that and everything what you mentioned like uh, is part of the brand so building the brand means also building this uh, trust element and i think in the b2b probably it's even more important than in b2c if i may assume so because in b2b uh, the trust is 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 basically the you know the zero level well, let's say security if you like before you making or entering into any any conversation on the, on the, the potential partnership and and deal right um and i think for if if you look from the marketing perspective and sales even so what what we potentially can do just to, like in the daily daily perspective do you have any uh, any practical advice here so how how convert all these like uh, six points what you just mentioned into into practice
1: Yes well first of all i think uh, companies uh, need to uh, start for for, for for practical purposes knowing exactly who their customer is, who is their yeah. ideal customer profile who is the buyer and once you know that uh, then you are in very good position to uh, prepare different kind of information different kind of of content to basically start engaging these people basically talking to this uh, talking to this audience and also paying attention to those six elements um, six elements of trust uh, because i think uh, you know in in consumer industry uh, companies have long understood that when people make decisions they use mental shortcuts right so so They don't like to spend energy on making decisions. uh, They follow the easiest path. And exactly the same you want to do with awareness and branding in B2B. You want to be known, you want to be trusted. And again, as research shows, you can close the deal almost only if uh, if your buyers already knew about you before they started the purchase process. Uh, Here I want a bit to talk about branding as well, because somehow uh, quite often branding is seen very simple as basically as a logo. And the tagline, but that's not what brand is. We should look at brand as basically a summary of everything you do, which uh, is creating certain impression, certain reputation about uh, you in the yeah. Reputation uh, the is a key, of, I think, your in the B two B. Yes, and sometimes, sometimes it's even said that uh, that actually, you know, your your <laughs> your brand or, or 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 your reputation is what you actually do when nobody's watching you, right? So being authentic. Authentic with your with your with your values and so on. So again, just to summarize, for uh, my my uh, my recommendation for B two B marketers would uh, would be to real think how they can build reputation, awareness, and brand, because actually research shows more and more that unless you do it, unless you invest in this homework, it is very difficult for your uh, colleagues in sales to ever get to conversation with uh, with actually with buyers.
0: Yeah, and I I just uh, only would like to add on top of that that uh, it's important to respect the buyer journey uh, kind of concept in a way. So, and if you really understand that well and you apply it to to what you do, so then uh, you can avoid a lot of uh, those uh, abuse mistakes, if you like, right? Uh, uh, By just Having a a right purpose and right objective for your activities based on this uh, buyer journey. So if uh, people are uh, looking for the help on understanding uh, the problem and how to solve that, that is exactly what you have to do, not to try to sell them. Because if you will uh, help them achieving this objective, that will Bring, that will create a connection with you and your company, and, and uh, as, uh, exactly based on the trust. And then most likely they will continue this journey with you, at least you know coming and maybe asking some questions. And then uh, that's uh, at least create some chances that they become your your customers, your paying customers. And I think that that's, that's uh, what many are afraid of. They they think, oh, if we will not uh, try to sell that at this point of time we will not never have this chance and i think that requires quite a significant mindset uh, shift both on the marketing but also on the company leadership team so what do they expect yes. and 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 when they do expect of course this type of approach that's uh, like kind of postponed the, the the tangible result in terms of the pipeline or something like that but we have to understand that it's it's anyway will be that way. So regardless, well, whether you do just a cold calling, you know, every day, people simply will not sign up with you, uh, or or yes. the results will be anyway very low. Instead, if you build that trust first, and then you combine it with these traditional activities like outreach, cold calling, or whatever else, um, that will definitely improve your outcomes uh, from these activities for sure.
1: Yes, I would go even further, and I would say that today, knowing customer behavior, right, uh, we know it quite clearly, and it's supported both by by experience, both by what we hear back from buyers, and also with research. Is that companies actually win deals long before they have had the first sales conversation with customer, right? Just to yes. just illustrate, we know that that ninety percent of deals. Are won by uh, by brands that buyers knew before they started formal purchase process, right? Mm-hmm. So if they knew you, you have you have some chance to win. We also know that ninety five percent of uh, buying journey uh, buyers do on their own, right? We also know that buyers only talk with maybe two, maybe three uh, sellers that they have in the in the, in their short list. So, unless marketing has done its job with building awareness, building reputation, building trust, your sellers do not have a chance. And if you ask me, I would say that 90% of companies are over-investing in sales and under-investing in marketing. And particularly, they are under-investing their efforts to align both marketing and sales functions to function as one.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, good summary. I just would like to add to your 90s uh, statistics that it's also important to recognize that 95% or close to that of your addressable market is not ready to buy. So they need help in uh, understanding th- why they need to do that. So basically, think of this. And this, this on one hand, represents a, a challenge. But at the same time, it's a huge opportunity. And if you turn your at least some of your efforts to working with them, you will build... Uh, quite a substantial pipeline for your uh, upcoming uh, periods. Right. And uh, I think uh, that's exactly what maybe we can uh, uh, have as a final thought for this conversation for today, at least because that definitely this is something what can be continued again and again. And uh, there are a lot of things to be discussed, but as time run out, uh, I think uh, Thanks, Roland, for preparing those insights and sharing them. Uh, I hope that our listeners and our uh, kind of participants of the live session uh, uh, value that. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you always are welcome to reach out and uh, ask us directly. We are happy to share more. And uh, for those um, who are new to, to our community, I just wanted to quickly remind that uh, we have a uh, all these episodes available as uh, podcasts, uh, both on the YouTube, uh, but also on the uh, leading podcast platforms. Just go and search for B two B sales and marketing fry talks, and uh, you probably will find us. And please give us the feedback uh, by voting, by providing uh, you know your your um, evaluation for these uh, podcasts and episodes. We are looking forward to hear from you and. Um, and to improve our um, our work here otherwise uh, thanks a lot for being with us and as usually we meet again in 2 weeks uh, and continue talking about uh, b2b sales and marketing stay tuned thanks a lot bye